<laughs> Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, it's Pete Can here from Laughter and Positivity with Pete, and this week I'm joined, joined, joined by the lovely Paul Holbrook, who's a time rebel, author, and creator of Diary Detox. Paul, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. You look- My God, I, I, I don't often meet people that are higher energy than me, and I think I've found them. It's you. <laughs> it's amazing. And the thing is, Paul, as well, you only live up near Tetbury. I do, yeah, near the Royals, and I have, um, I have one day. I actually, I met all the, uh, I met William, Kate, Charlotte, and George. I met them all in a local antique shop. Fantastic! Did you say hello? That's what you. I, I, I kind of did. Yeah, you remember that scene from Ghostbusters when they were in the library, and he walked up, and that woman was reading the book, and um, he said something, and the woman turned and went. Shh. So I had that moment with Kate. I, I, I literally walked down these stairs, looked down, and this woman was reading these books, and she was a uh, profile shop. And I looked and I thought, she looks really familiar. And she just looked at me and then looked back and I went, oh, my God, it's Kate. So, um, yes, I did I did say hi as I walked past. And I even said hi to William as well, which was nice. No, she didn't. She didn't turn around and go, shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love it if she'd want you Aren't you the guy from Diary Detox? <laughs> You're that guy off LinkedIn, right? Which <laughs> you get from time to time. Amazing. So, so before, um, so tell, tell me a bit about Diary Detox. So probably, uh, probably worth giving you a bit of my history. Um, so I spent 20 years in the city of London and I wasn't a banker. I always have to say that and I'm conscious that I always have to say it. I was in technology. Um, so yeah, I did that for 20 years. Um, and over the, probably the last six or seven years of that 20 years, I was becoming more and more frustrated because I was really into people management and, you know, bringing people on and nurturing people because I was more interested in people than I was in computers. And I just got more and more fed up with watching the kind of toxic effect of the city on people. And so one day um, my wife turned around to me and said, look, you're not going to be happy unless you're running it, whatever it is, or unless you're helping other people to run it. So how about I look after us for a while, you go start a business and let's see where you get to. So I left, um, I retrained as a coach, a leadership coach. And um, in the first three months of doing that, I got loads and loads of people pushing me away saying, it sounds really interesting what you're doing. And this, this wasn't even diary detox at this point. But they were saying, um, it's really interesting, but I just don't have any time to talk to you. I'm too busy. And I heard that so many times. I got so bored of it that I thought, well, I must be able to fix that problem. Because um, in my old career, loads of people would always say they had too much to do and they didn't have enough time. So I thought, well, I wonder if that little thing I used to do when I was in the city, what if I do that with these people? And it was a little two-step process. And so I started doing it with people. And it it, it's, it works. It showed them what they were doing. They were really busy, but they were busy doing all the things they didn't need to do and they didn't realize it. So I thought, well, there's something in this. So I added three steps onto the first two steps and that created the five step D E T O X detox. 
and that was the birth of Diary Detox. It, it was a door opener to start with, um, but then after about three or four months after that, it became very clear that actually that was a business in its own right. And yeah, I haven't looked back since yet. Now it's about three months later. Okay, so three months ago you started, did you? Or three, sorry, did I say three months? Three years. I was going to say, wow, you're doing really well for three months to get a book out and everything. It's, it's just like that's amazing. <laughs> I work really quickly. No, yeah, three years, three years. I, I, I mean, for a long time, I, I kept saying it was like one and a half to two years, and then the other day I looked at it, and I thought, I oh, know it's been about three years now. So yeah, three years, and um, it started off with me just doing this thing that I do with small business owners or individuals. And then somebody one day turned around and said, could you do that with a group of people? And I thought, well, yeah, I could do, I suppose. And so I created a workshop. And then after the workshop, I decided I wanted to write a book. So that's the book there. And then um, I thought it would be easier to do it if somebody had an app to support them. So I had an app developed. So the app's there. And then one thing led to another. And then this year has been a big change because I kind of realized that it's at the moment it's only me well it was only me doing it and that's a, a limit you know if there's only one person in the world what can you do so i decided that this year was the year that i decided to teach other people how to do it so we're now doing the first pilot of the practitioner training nice it's happening right now um in the middle of december we should have eight people like me in the world scary thought and so is it like yeah, a franchise model or is it um all still under your your guidance and neither actually um no so what it is is that uh you've heard of um insights discovery no you ever heard of that no. so insights discovery it's like a pro, it's like a profiling tool you know it color codes people mm-hmm. um as either green red brown uh, green red blue and amber and what they do is they basically teach people to become accredited and then they use that as a tool within their own business so they're not franchised. I'm not franchising it, but at the same time, they don't work for me either. It's kind of like they become qualified to do it. They can then use the branding to say that I'm a qualified diary detox practitioner. And then delivery of the actual product comes with an app. And to get access to the app, you have to have a code. And so basically the practitioners buy a code off me. Right. And that's what they use to register people. So it's kind of like a pay-as-you-go model, I suppose, but in order to be able to get those codes, you have to be a qualified practitioner, which is where I basically train people. Nice, nice. And what would you say was the sort of biggest struggle when you first started out on your own? I would say it would be believing that just because I created something that people would buy it. That was the biggest struggle for me because, you know, I was a techie and I worked in banking and I'd never been, I'd never done sales, I'd never done marketing. And for me, yeah, it was this kind of idea that I've created this thing. It's brilliant. Um, why wouldn't you buy it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. And interestingly, I think the biggest real, I mean, if you said to me now, what was the biggest realization you've had over that whole period? It's that the first two years, um, and if actually, if I'd have known this in advance, I probably might have not done it because I'd have thought, really? Um, the first two years was, was really about building the brand. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was delivering it to small groups and it just washed its face. It you know, just wiped its face in terms of money. It paid me a really minimal salary. Um, but it was because you know, the, the, nothing like this exists. You know, and when you talk to people about it, they go, well, if it's that simple, why, why isn't everybody doing it? It's like because nobody else has found it. You know, it's brand new. And when you've got something brand new, the first two years is just spent 
getting people up the curve to go, oh, mm. this, there's this thing out there, is there? Okay, then. And that's not easy. It's really, really tough. But um, yeah, in the last year, it's become more and more, um, people people are more aware of it. Yeah, yeah. And now you talk to people and they go, oh, you're that guy. Like Kate Middleton, for example. Yeah. <laughs> See, do you know what? I, I, I understand where you're coming from with that because I get the same with the laughter yoga. Although laughter yoga has been around for, for, like I said, off air for 25 years. It's been around for a long time. But nobody, I would say, market has marketed it well enough um yeah so therefore like you know i'm, I'm all over like say all over linkedin people don't know what it is and they're like what is this all about it's like how can something 25 years and it goes back further than that you know it's like buddhas laughing laughing buddhas and you know it, 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 I, I should know the history but i don't unfortunately but it, it, it's <laughs> which, which but you know i know i put my red out on i laugh it's great but that's that's there's obviously you know it, it's but trying to educate people that it is a thing is is it, I, I get, I get your emotion, that you know the feelings there, and so it takes two years, does it, for me to get over this? It's taken me two years. Whether or not that's how long it takes, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I get it though, yeah, because when I mean, we 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 met, and I didn't know that laughter yoga existed. It's been there for twenty five years. Mm. Um, I mean, look, I mean, look at it this way: we're doing the practitioner pilot at the moment. We've got f- um, five people on that pilot at the moment, and in week two. Um, the question was asked, what's the biggest thing that you've realized this week? And one of the people said, well, I found this thing called essentialism. And they said, it, I, I was introduced to it by a university. They did a little thing on it. And she said, it basically sounds like diary detox is a method for enacting essentialism, which is a concept. And I thought, wow, what's that? I want to find out what that is. And I, I looked at the book and I thought, crikey, you know, somebody else had this idea before me. I didn't realize this thing, essentialism, has been around for five years and I didn't know about it. And I work in the field of it, um, but they're very different. One's a kind of concept. One's a very specific method, method that you follow. But it is possible that you will not come across it. So 25 years that laughter yoga has been there and I didn't know about it or you uh, others didn't. Yeah, yeah. It does not surprise me in the slightest. I think. That, that, that's the biggest thing. And, and, and I suppose you've got to remember it. Well, as I say you've got to remember, you didn't really know. Um, when you look at diary detox, diary detox, when people hear about it, they say, oh, that's a time management thing, right? And it isn't a time management thing. It's something that will help with your time management, certainly, but that's actually not really the focus behind it. It's actually a management and leadership development technique. Um, but what's pr- the problem I've always had is that there have been lots of management and leadership development courses, a lot of w- a lot of which have not worked. There have been a lot of time management courses, which are just a collection of tips. You know, I, somebody said to me the other day, "Do you want to come to this book review? It's it's um it's called Make Time. It's eighty tips to to make time make better time." I'm thinking, I don't want eighty tips to make things better. I want you to give me a very specific method because I've got enough to worry about if I haven't got any time. And I think there's been so much around those areas that hasn't worked that when you have a new pretender come into the scene going, hey, here's a new idea. They go, yeah, heard it all before. It won't work. So I think I was also battling against that mm-hmm. kind of negative perception of management and leadership as well. Yeah. So so what got in a nutshell, mm-hmm. what is diary detox? So diary detox is a method, basically. Um, it's a five step method that once you teach somebody it and if they do it every week and it takes about 30 minutes um and i normally i do mine on a friday morning 
It's called the weekly diary detox. It's a method that will get you to reflect on your past week and get you to focus very clearly on what you want to achieve going forward and will get you to plan out your future week um, in order to achieve the goals that you have set yourself. That's it. And there are two, um, what would you call it? Two uh, pillars, main pillars that it revolves around. One is called the diary detox categories and they, well, I'll talk about those in a second. And one of them is the diary detox targets because we, you know, we've all had objectives at work and objectives can be really poorly set. And in my experience in the city, they were really poorly set. I mean, people would often be set objectives that would incentivize the wrong behavior. And it was just because they were just, they were just written in it in a really bad way. So targets are a big thing um, about being very clear about what you want to achieve, when you want to achieve it and what it should look like. People often get caught into uh, writing down what they want to do instead of what they want to achieve because mm -hmm. you can achieve what you want to do in many different ways and it's what it's where you want to get to is the really important bit so that's one of them but it's the categories which are the key and you know you've already mentioned my lime green uh t-shirt here and basically one of the things that i found remember when i said um i took people through that method and it showed that they were doing a lot of things that they didn't need to do and they didn't realize mm -hmm. it well that really came back because um I'd sat down with people and I'd seen that all this stuff they were doing in their business wasn't necessary, but they'd really convinced themselves that it was. And I thought, well, how, how on earth can I get them to see it? Because when you've got people working for you, it's easy to say, well, don't do that. You don't need to do that anymore. And they go, oh, okay, I won't do it. But when somebody isn't working for you, it's really difficult because they'll say, well, what do you know about my business? Who are you to tell me that I shouldn't be doing this? And that's really hard. So I thought there's got to be an easier way of getting people to understand this. So what I did is based on my experience and the experience of people I knew, I thought everything that you do at work every day, what is that in essence? You know, what we, we must have to break it down to really simple things. And I came up with seven different categories. And so everything you do at work, even you, Pete, everything you do at work every day will fall into one of seven categories. And each of those categories falls into one of four colors. Okay. Green, amber red and brown and so very simply the green things hence what i'm wearing mm -hmm. now it's part of my brand usually i'm wearing the color of the thing i'm doing mm -hmm. you'll be happy to know <laughs> so green stuff is stuff that makes your business or your people or you better and that's the essence of leading yeah mm -hmm. why do we follow leaders because they hold the promise that they're going to take us to a better place they make things better that's, that's what leading's about so the green stuff is leading the amber stuff like the like your background there this is the essence and there's, and there's only two of those categories are, are amber those are the essence of managing mm -hmm. and managing is about making sure that everything's okay so not better it's about making sure things stay as they are yep. manage risk and so on the red stuff is only one of those uh, the red stuff is doing like the hat, absolutely. And it's interesting because when you are doing, when you are running your sessions and you're wearing your hat, you're actually doing red behavior. <laughs> and red isn't bad. Okay. Yeah. Red, red is okay. Red is what basically earns you money. Yep. But it's only bad if you're doing more of it than you should. And if you're a leader and you're spending more of your time you need, doing, you need to that's not good. You should be spending your time green. Exactly. Yep. And then lastly, there's brown. And you can probably guess what brown is. Um, but brown is basically where you're not adding value mm -hmm. or you're not sure what value you're adding. And what's really interesting 
is when you then show people these colors and you get them to, to test what they're doing every day, it's amazing how much of it, by their own admission, when you explain it, is brown. Amazing. And so what you're basically trying to do is you're, you know, you, and depending on what level you are in an organization, very senior to more junior, and then to being a, a doer, um, the amount of green, amber, red you should see varies. And so what you're able to do is you're able to go to, let's say, a CEO of a business who should be like 80% green and 20% amber, no red, no brown. And when you show them these colors and it shows them that they're 50% amber and 20% green and 10% red and 10% brown, and they kind of go, well, that's not right. Mm. And it's like, well, I've just told you what they are. You've selected it. So they must be right because you've chosen them. And it's a real eye-opener oh. for people. They kind of realize for the first time they're not really leading. They're managing at best. Yeah, so you do. Okay, I like this a lot, being a <laughs> being a leader um, myself. Yep. You know, I've let off again off air or people listening, you know, don't know maybe I've run a business, I've had teams. So I'm, I'm the visionary, so I suppose, with, when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, do you tell the people what the color means before they mark it or do you – no, that I love that. That's that's the magic <laughs> right there, isn't it? So yeah, you're right. That's that's the magic. I love absolutely. that. I love that. Yeah. So, so 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 there's two things. So if you're getting delivered the diary detox, and because you said you love it, I will send you a copy of my book. So that, that that's your copy there. Um, so when you go, so that book basically has the whole process in it. There's no secrets. Once you've got that, you've got the whole of the diary detox. Um, but of course it's different if you have it delivered by somebody because you, you get challenged more, etc. But in the book, it's very specifically, you don't turn the colors on until a very specific point in the, in the process. And it's not a point that you expect. And it's done for that very reason, because if you tell people what they are, they start to read it and they go, Oh, it's starting to go a bit red. I better put some green in. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Just be honest about the whole thing. Cause it, it's, it's a mirror. Mm. You know, people said to me, you know, how, how would you boil this down? And they say, it's a leadership mirror. It, it shows you what you do as a leader, if anything. And just like any mirror, if you put a mask on, if you know, if you hide who you are, you won't see your reflection. And it's exactly the same as this. If you lie to yourself, then don't bother doing it. I'll save you some time right now. Mm. Um, so that's definitely like that. But there's this other thing that I do. Um, about, what oh, was it, a year and a half ago, I was chatting to a guy in a co-working space. And he said to me, I love co-working because people overhear what you do and they kind of go, what's that about? And he came to me and he said, sorry, what is it you do? And I told him. And he said, that sounds interesting. He said, I don't think my company is that bad. Is there a way I can find out without jumping in head first? And I thought, there isn't, but I'll create one. Mm. And so I did. And so I created something called the Diary Detox Discovery. And basically, it's like a lunch and learn session. It's 40 minutes plus 20 minutes for questions and answers if people want to ask. And basically, what you do is you explain the essence of these things. So you say, you know, how much of your time is spent going to meetings where you're not adding value or you think somebody's wasting your time or where somebody interrupts you and you don't think you need to be interrupted. Those are all brown behaviors. And what they do is they use their phone and they basically have a little slider and they change it. And they sh it shows how much of their time is spent green, amber, red and brown. And only after they've gi given that information. Do you then show them, okay, so you've said 
that 20% of your time is brown. So brown is floating. Excuse the name, because um, brown things float and they're basically not very nice. Yeah. Um, and when you explain that to people, they kind of look at you and go, so hang on, you're saying that a day and a half, or sorry, 20%, a day a week is just a waste of time. And you say, I'm not telling you anything. I've just shown you how to use the colours. You've told yourself what they are. And if you tell it them in, uh, in advance, it doesn't work. But you leave it till later, the big reveal, and it's a real eye-opener. Nice. Massive, massive eye-opener. I love that a lot. I said that already, haven't I? I've said that already. Yeah. And again, being the business, yeah, like I say, a business owner, that, um, yeah, we've done disc profiling and stuff, and that that's that's all good to, to work out who's strengths and where, where people need to be in their roles and are they the right person. But actually... Yeah, I really like it. I really like it. And I, I, I look forward to my uh, free free book. Thank you. It was free, wasn't it? It's free indeed. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. You, uh, Nothing in life is free. Are you, you going to hand deliver it whilst running in a relay? Do you see what I've done there? A little segue. You could do that. Segue. You could do that. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll be running out. Yeah. So you're a runner, right? Yeah, you're a runner. So Paul... So you got onto my radar again. We, we we spoke about this. I'm not sure if you did it on the podcast, but we're going to mention it. We were both in the same magazine for Tammy's magazine, uh, Yellow. I think that's the name of it. Yellow. Yeah, which you have something you're about to show me. I don't know what you're going oh, to. Show. No, it's just no. Okay, no, sorry. It's, it's, it's your bookmark for your book. I just don't want to forget it. Actually, for for those listening, Paul just did a magic trick that wasn't that magic, and I was just like waiting for the rabbit right there. Um, so anyway, we um yeah we got we we were in the same uh, magazine. Paul got onto my radar. We linked in. We had a little chat, uh, just very brief on on LinkedIn. But then next thing I saw, Paul was running the London Marathon. Now, obviously, I Paul didn't know that I was signed up to do the London Marathon this year as well. Uh, you don't know that. You did know that. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Okay, so so mm. but. Some of us might not have done the virtual London <laughs> Marathon, but some of us did. Did now? Yeah. Why <laughs> did you decide to run the London Marathon? Have you run the London Marathon before? What sort of distance have you done before? And there you go. I leave, leave that, and then I'll share my side. Wow, good questions. Okay, wasn't expecting that. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to answer them though, and I'm just going to turn my do not disturb on because I know it's probably annoying that you're hearing my, uh, my emails coming. So, I had never run a, a marathon before. Um, I had done a half marathon before, um, but that was years ago. So basically, as a kid, I was quite active. I would always be on my bike. Um, I played tennis for the school. I used to row. Um, and play rugby and things like that. So I was always quite active. But then as I got older, I, I didn't exercise as much and I got a bit lardy. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a big old unit. I'm about 103 kilos and I'm six foot one. So for me, having a an aim is always a good incentive. Having a target, <laughs> hence the T for my process. Um, having a target is really useful for me because it, it keeps me going. And so what I did is I decided, well, if I commit to something, it'll give me an incentive to actually do it and get fit, but it will also give me an ability to do something for charity, which is what I did. So I basically decided about three years ago, I did the London triathlon and I decided I wanted to do the, uh, it's called the London classics. Have you ever heard of it? I think is it three, there's three races. Is it? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. You have to do the London marathon. You, it's basically a big it's a big triathlon done over a period of time so you have to do the london marathon ride london which is a hundred mile ride around the surrey hills 
and then swim serpentine which is 3.2 kilometers around serpentine lake in london so they're all the big london athletic events so it's like doing a big triathlon but you didn't have to do them in one year you could just do them at any point in your life and when you've done the third of the three you get the london classics medal and you go into what they call the hall of fame so i thought i want to do something different and something that would keep you going for a while so i had a look at the london classics and i looked at the hall of fame and i couldn't find anybody that had done all of the three events in the same year so i thought how cool would that be if it would say paul holbrook 2020 2020 2020 for each of the events so that was my plan so i entered the london marathon ride london and swim serpentine um i've only done two of them because the third one has been cancelled and so i've got to do it now next year so it's going to say 2020 2021 which is going to be really bad for my ocd i'm not ocd really um so yeah so i basically registered that i did the virgin well i did the, the ride london first and it wasn't london it was a virtual one like london marathon so i did it around the cotswold hills <laughs> Oh my god, that was hot. So it took me eight hours thirteen minutes to ride a hundred miles, hundred and sixty kilometers. Um, and I did that basically starting here, went out to Sirencester, up to Broadway, Evesham, Breeden, Tewkesbury, Gloucester, Stroud, and Nailsworth, and then back to Tetbury again. So that was my that was my hundred miles. On your so own that was really on fun. your own? Yeah, on my own. Okay. Yeah. So I did have support. So my wife would drive about 20 miles and then she would just um, give me some food okay. or and I did, I, my, my bike did go tech at one point. So she had to bring me a big bottle of WD-40 to fix my bike because it was really greasy. So yeah, so she did that, but I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wake anybody I, as in, I couldn't draft anybody. Mm -hmm. It was just me. And I've spoken to people since they said hundred miles on your own, man, that's tough. And it was like, yeah, you just crack on. It's for charity. It's for charity, mate. So, so I did that one, and then I did the London Virgin one, uh, the the virtual one um, around Dor Dorney Lake, wasn't it? Yeah, I did a real marathon. So there was a guy who I used to work with in the city, and he just you just caught hold of the fact that I was doing this, and he went, "Oh, well, why don't you do the Dorney Lake marathon?" And I went with lockdown. He said, "No, no." He said they're actually running a real marathon around the lake, and. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it because when you look at Ride London, Ride London is around the Surrey Hills and they're quite steep. And I didn't feel comfortable doing a flat race because it doesn't feel like you're doing the real thing. So that's why I did it around the Cotswold Hills. So I made sure there was still the up and down. And it was the same for the marathon. So I went on and looked at the London Marathon and the London Marathon is actually downhill. It's pretty flat, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's flat other than the first, I think Grand Greenwich, it goes downhill. Bit, oh, yeah. So I thought to myself, well, if Dawn is flat, then that's okay, because I won't have the downhill bit. So I'm actually doing more than I probably would have done with London. So I thought I'll enter it and see what happens. So I did. And I did all my training around here, um, which was hilly and hard. Um, and then, yeah, it was that bloody horrible stormy weekend when they did the virtual one. And I, I basically went to it and did it. And it was tough. Whether or not I'll do... And I've got my medal. Shall I show you my medal? Yeah, yeah. It's like a plate. Nice, that, man. Nice. 40th London Marathon. I didn't get one for the ride, which I'm really gutted about. Um, That's amazing. So, so when um, you've still got a spot though for next year if you want it, or, or yeah, I have. And you know what? I, I I finished it and went. I'm never running a marathon again. 
I will run it next year. If, if, if they, if they do it, I've got to run it because I've never run it before, which is answering your other question. Yeah. And I, I want the experience of running the London What, what was your time roughly do you think to do a marathon in, or what's your, what's your mileage minute mile? Uh, well, well, the one that I did, mm. so I did it in four, four hours, 13. Okay. Um, which was nine minute miles, was it? Okay. Is that, I don't know what it was. You fancy, you fancy um, a 26 mile chat then uh, in October next year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I really want to break four hours. Right, okay. I, I, wanted, I wanted to break four hours this time, but the weather, the conditions. I mean, if I'd had a sail on my head, I could have tacked it all the way down. I did it a lot quicker because it was windy. And around a lake, it's just, it's unprotected. It was bloody horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I'd love to do that. Um, I'll probably do Ride London again because I want to do it. I want to do the real event. Yeah, yeah. And then Swim Serpentine, I will be doing the real one because that's been deferred. So I'm doing that in, I think it's September next year. So you're quite a positive guy, I would say. Well, uh, I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always work. So, so this, this podcast, Laughter and Positivity, repeat. Um, so obviously yeah, laughing is amazing. I, I can, you know, I, I, but I want to go down the positive side of things. I mean, what sort of habits have you got? Do you have sort of daily habits, daily rituals that you sort of stick to or try to stick yeah. to? Yeah. So, um, well, it's interesting. I mean, during lockdown, um, I had, uh, so I'll take it down for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I'll come back up and I'll come back up for the big finish. So, um, one of the other things that I found with diary detox last year is I found another color, but it doesn't change things because the four colors and the seven categories, that's what happens at work. And I realized that there was another color and another category, which was actually about not work and it was blue and it was for living. And that was a big realization for me. It was really important. Um, but what was really interesting when lockdown started, I was, I was in hyper mode. I was like getting so much done. I was like crazy. I was like getting to the office at seven in the morning, leaving at seven at night. I was getting so much done. And about four weeks, five weeks in, I started to burn out. Um, and it's cause I was just working crazy hours. And so one of the things that I realized and hence the daily ritual that I started to put in place, cause I used to put my exercise at the end of the day, and when I started to burn out, I get to the end of the day and I go, I haven't got energy to do any more. And, and so I started to not do my activity, my, my exercise, which was really bad. So I sat there for a while. And I thought about I thought, what, what, what's really going on here. And I remembered that well, I realized that when we were not in lockdown, I was working probably the same, same amount of hours, but I wasn't getting burnt out. And I think it was because there were all these like little interruptions during your day, you know, driving somewhere, somebody interrupting you, asking you for help, going to a meeting and walking between rooms. They're little rests that you got. And of course, when we got to lockdown, we didn't get that anymore because you go into your office and you're on Zoom, 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 LinkedIn, Zoom, LinkedIn, Zoom. And so I thought, hang on a minute let's just switch this around a little bit. So what I did is I created something called the foundation week. And it was basically, it was a skeleton of all the blue behavior, all the rest and the breaks and the exercise and the lunch. And I thought if I put that in my diary first before anything else, and then fit my work, the green, amber and red stuff around it, then a, it gives me less time to work in. So I should be more focused. And B, it just prioritizes all the stuff that's good for my well-being. Mm-hmm. And so I started to do that. And I thought, if it doesn't work, I'll change it. And it did work. It was brilliant. So my exercise was a, an hour in the middle of the day. So I go for my run. Today's run was at 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So my rituals that I put in place for my well-being is that I get up at the same time. Um, I have a morning break where I not only make a cup of tea, I actually sit down and drink it for half an hour 
just to give myself a bit of a break. I have my exercise and my lunch in the middle of the day. looks like a big band of blue where you're not doing work, but it makes you more energized for the afternoon. Another break in the afternoon. And then just before we started this call, I have um, an hour slot called Loki. And Loki is my black Labrador dog. So I take him for a walk and that signifies the end of my working day. That I'd say is probably the thing that has had the biggest impact on my mental health and my level of positivity because I'm not getting burnt out anymore. I'm getting loads of rest and I'm actually getting stuff done more quickly because I've got less There's space gaps to do, to do it. it. Yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really interesting actually. I do, you know, because you're right. It, it, Zoom fatigue. I mean, we were like, you know, again, I was in an office and so I wasn't looking at a screen all the time. Since, since lockdown, I wear glasses now. I didn't, didn't wear glasses before. And, and it's, yeah, exactly. It's just like, and, and, and you're constantly talking to people and, and, you know, it has got obviously this benefits that you can chat to people. You can jump on a zoom really quickly to people and like connect with people that you would never probably might, might've run past you maybe, or you run past me probably the other way, I think, but, um, but you know, I think that I'm going to take that blue bit from from today's because I I've definitely not got enough blue in my and again because this red hat thing is really everything's moving really quickly now. I'm sort of on the red hat and I'm I'm going with it and stoking. Yeah, but that's what happens with that's what happens with doing. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. Doing is so intoxicating because you're delivering and you're earning money, or or maybe it's not earning money. Maybe it's just you're having an effect. You're doing something, and we've got into the situation where unless we're doing and the red behavior in my world is called doing mm-hmm. um, unless you're doing something you don't feel like you're being productive mm. and it's actually well do you know what sometimes you just have to put it down yeah and take a bit of a rest it's the best thing for you yeah yeah i think it's a, like again so i'll just show you that screen there there's a whiteboard today i was doing you know planning basically and that's yeah. that's green in my mind it's just like mapping it out yeah so, yeah. That, so what have i got to get done by the end of you know the end of December, November's play. I call them planes to land. So you know, what plane needs to be landed? You know, and it, it, November's were really good. We managed to get most of them done. So um, cool. So what? What? Um, apart from obviously your book, what other yeah. inspirational book could you recommend to somebody? What, what? Which book have you read that that maybe had the biggest impact in what you do? Yeah. So there are a number of them, but. There is one that I've read. I actually listened. Uh, I had to read it, actually, because it wasn't on audiobook. Um, so I follow a guy called Bruce Daisley, Eat, Sleep, Work, Repeat. And he's about making work better. He was the ex-VP of Twitter. And he interviewed a guy called Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Good to Great. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm in it. Well, I... Yeah, I can't call myself an expert in it, but I think of myself as fairly knowledgeable in terms of leadership and management. Um, that's just me being modest. I am an expert. In it. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it is the best book on leadership around business that I've ever listened to or, or read. It's so simple. I, you know, a, a lot of books. Here's the thing for me: when it comes to diary detox, when it comes to other books, I think one of the fundamental errors that we make is that people are really busy they've got so much to do and what we tend to do is we tend to give them more stuff to do and that's a that, that's a failure of really because i've already got no time to do anything so if you give me more to do chances are i'm not going to do it either and that's why with what i've done it's all about giving you less to do it's, a, it's like saying showing you what you don't need to do anymore that's brilliant 
And this book, Good to Great, was really good because it, it kind of distilled down everything and it, it made you think about things and go, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I just don't need. So as a book for somebody starting a business, um, running a business, uh, being a leader or a manager, I, it was, I think it's the best book. It's just the best book. It's so simple and it distills everything down. And I think in a world of chaos, we need a, a, we need a lot less rather than a lot more. Definitely, definitely. And it's just, um, I, you know, and, and that's one that's actually on my bookcase and I've not, uh, just so many times you get recommended different really? books and I know, I think it is over there. Mm-hmm. It's either on that one or the I one at work. Really? I've got I've got so many books and then like audible, that's the joy of running, isn't it? It's just like no. plug in yeah. and then sometimes you, you know, I've got I've got a friend that runs long, does the long runs with me and I've roped him into doing the marathon, which is fantastic. Um, and it's great to have that catch up. But then sometimes yeah. you just want to listen to something and just just you know digest it and stuff. So, um, and, and I can't really listen to music when I'm running. No. It doesn't really work because the rhythm's off. You put something on and then next thing you're just like out of breath after three miles. You're just like, wait there, what's <laughs> what's going on? I'm usually on. I can listen to one and a half speed on Audible though. That's all right. So uh, the thing is, I like trance music. So I'd be there going. <laughs> I used to DJ trance music. Did you? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite yeah. band is Above and Beyond. I love kind of melodic trance. Yeah, nice, nice. Chicane. Um, we, oh, we, um, Chloe walked down the aisle to offshore in in Thailand. Oh, we got married, and it was yeah. just like my best man. He was um, he we, basically we were partners in crime. We used to DJ back to back, and he stood next to me, and it came on. It was a melodic version. It wasn't the the, the uplifting. Yeah. And he looked at me, and went nice <laughs> like, he didn't even know that was going and then like yeah just so now obviously listen to it. i i listen to it in the morning it's my um it's my diarizing tune basically six minutes of just diarizing to yeah. to that and it's, it's lovely so um yeah well, well, well my wife walked down the aisle to an above and beyond tune called good for me because she is good for me nice and uh, it's really chilled, really relaxed. It's nice. Yeah, nice, nice. Have you seen them live? You sound like, like brothers from another mother. It is, isn't it? It is. And, <laughs> you know, I did say, and, uh, again, on LinkedIn, I think we need to, uh, when, when things open up a little bit, or even, I mean, we can run together. That's fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, all the stuff I do is around here. I'd love to get out in the Cotswolds and do a, maybe not too hilly, but just a nice loop round Western Burton here, somewhere like that. So yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we'll do that offline. We'll we'll arrange it, mate. I'll come over for maybe a seven, eight, nine miler or something. Yeah, we can do that, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll bring the gimbal, and we can do it on video nice. with no movement. <laughs> no, wear the hat. Obviously, like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, we can imagine doing a podcast like that. Even. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? I cannot talk when I run. I just can't do it. And some people do it, and I just go. I mean, there's a guy I was running with, and I couldn't run with him for very long because every so often he says, "How are you?" Then I'm going, "This ain't gonna happen, mate." I literally, I'm literally just hanging on just by running here. <laughs> oh man. So, so um, what um, what habits then have you got? So obviously you've said about the um, obviously the diary and setting the blue habit and everything and yeah. i mean so, and then you obviously mentioned that you yeah, exercise daily and is there anything else that you you obviously walking the dog is another one so that again is is do you listen to stuff when you walk with the dog or do you yeah yeah so i often listen to either an audiobook um or i will listen to i mean normally when i'm walking the dog in the evening um, I will listen to five live just to catch up with the news. Mm-hmm. Cause one of the things I find you, you work so much, you lose touch with what's going on. So just having that kind of somebody talking to you and talking through the news, you just catch up with the current affairs. So I do that. Um, I think 
the other most significant thing for me really is 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 the coloring is is the planning my time mm. you know it, it's crazy you know I, I've, I've spoken to people in the past who will say well i already plan you know i because one of the things about diary is it gets you to fill your diary up you know so there is no gap in it in your working day and people will go well how does that work? And it's like, well, because usually what I've found with clients is that if they have any space in their diary, when you come to actually color code it and ask them what they did with it, it usually ends up red or brown. And it's like, so for me, planning your time out actually makes, it gives you a better likelihood that you're going to plan something that is green or amber. Mm. It's actually better for you sometimes. Well, it's definitely better for you than the brown. But sometimes it's better for you than the red. You know, you're, it's easy to just go and check email and do stuff. And email's red. Yeah. You check email all the time. It's like, yeah, you can do that. It doesn't really give you anything. Just spend your time on something green for a change. And who knows where you can end up. It's, so, yeah, planning time out, nice. you know, is, is a really big thing. Because it, it goes back to the green thing. And just, I, I suppose, yes, because you're on the email, right? So I'm looking constantly. Am I looking at it constantly? Yes, I do look at my email. Do I look at LinkedIn? Yes, I do. Then yesterday, I was out all day doing the video shoot, doing my photo shoot. I was out all day, came back, I had four quotes. And I was just like, wow. Like, but they would have been just naturally just dropping in. And I was just yeah. like, oh, 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 oh. But now it's just like, right, well, you can just then put them in the, in the. wow, well, I suppose it'd be red, wouldn't it? Just like dealing with the quote, yeah. getting that done. Um, yeah. Is it red? That's red work, isn't it? yeah I've got, I've got you're it. all over it you everyone you've selected so far you've got it completely correct boom boom um so that's amazing i mate. i am really really looking forward to it. so if anybody wants to reach out and find out more yeah. where where how uh two ways you can find me on linkedin so if you go on linkedin and look for paul holbrook and there's in brackets f l p i that's a fellow of the learning and performance institute i'll have you know um so yeah you can go on linkedin and find me there or you can go to diarydetox.com and usually on there well, what i wanted i wanted to have it so that when somebody goes there they see themselves so rather than just this kind of splash screen it's basically says are you a ceo or um, who wants to improve your results in your business are you a hr director that wants to make flexible working work are you an D director that wants to improve learning within your organization are you a manager who just wants more time or are you a coach that wants to have better conversations and depending on which one you click it takes you to a specific site just for you. So go to diarydetox.com and you'll find and be able to click on whoever you are. Amazing, amazing. So I like to, uh, at the beginning of all my podcasts, I like a little snippet of laughter. Now I've already got it because I've heard it a few times, but it'd be, it'd be rude not to do an exercise, wouldn't it? Do it, yes, do wouldn't it. it? So, so what we're going to do then, we're going to... So can, can I just say to people first of all, so I watch you every day doing your 30-day challenge and I will literally sit there like this and if somebody couldn't hear what was going on here, they would just watch me go. <laughs> I can't help it. I just can't help laughing when I hear you laugh. But anyway, let's go for it. Okay, so what we do, first of all, let's take a nice deep breath in. We're going to hold it. And okay, so no talking now, Paul, just laughing, okay? So we'll do a couple because I think we're going to have some fun here. Right, so the first thing we're going to do, we're going to have a giggle phone, okay? So it looks like this, and it's the funniest thing that you've heard all day. We've got to look each other in the eye when we're doing it, okay? Are you ready? So get the giggle phone, and then we'll pass it to each other as well, okay? So get your phone. <laughs> so 
living. And uh, the problem is when we do a giggle phone, right? We get a giggle bill at the end, right? So then this is again, I love this because you can frame the way you get a credit card bill, whatever. And it's the way you look at things. So we're just going to look at our bill. That's our bill. We're just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> you'll come to my laughter weekend when i have a laughter weekend <laughs> won't you you'll love it i, I you is it be like is that laughter retreat yeah mate yeah 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 no, yeah, no. yeah it's gonna be like a whole uh, vegan uh, well-being running like we, we, we're, we're looking at um by well we're, we're in for buying a house down in Newquay basically that we're going to turn into like a, a retreat and getting the waves as well and just loads of cool stuff so um yeah just a weekend of so I, I have flown into i've flown into Newquay many i'm a pilot as well and I have flown into Newquay many times. Nice. So I'll fly down. <laughs> I'll charter the flight, mate. It's fine. <laughs> Why not? Amazing. Oh, nice. Imagine it. Kem- yeah, Kemble to, Kemble to Newquay, direct. Nice. Nice. So how many you are, mate? It's all coming out now. So what uh, uh, flight? Like, I'm interested now. So what sort of what sort of planes? So sort of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cessnas. And, and 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 pipers yeah so i uh, about oh crikey when was it five years ago when i left the city uh, well i left it for the first time and i kind of went back and then i left it properly three years ago um yeah i decided that i wanted to learn to fly i've always wanted to do it and i never got around to doing it a friend of mine had and he just said to me you should do it and i went oh yeah i will one day he went no do it and i went okay how do i how do i book it and he went you write your name in the book and i thought okay then and i did and three months later i passed i literally did it just like that i've just nailed it and and do, does that mean you can fly you can you can chart a plane to fly or how, how, yeah 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 so um for a year when i was still in the city because you have money when you're in the city and not anymore i leased a plane so i actually had a plane that only i used and it sat at cambridge i used to live in cambridge and i met my now wife and she lived over here in 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 nails uh, in evening just near tetbury and i basically flew over i flew over to see her I, I think in the first year of us meeting we i only drove here twice the rest of the time i just flew down and whenever i rang up kemble to say i'm coming in they say is that is is, is that is that the cambridge express <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but now i um i'm a member of a club called linem which was the old raf linem flying club mm-hmm. and you can just rent a plane by the minute i suppose and then um, every 30 days i go up and do some takeoffs and landings make sure everything stays current it cost me about 50 quid it's not it's not a lot um and yeah it's 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 a lovely thing to do just going up there and getting the view around yeah, there yeah, and like, yeah. over, Bath, over bristol down over western supermare and so on can i come yeah of course you can. i'd love to mate that'd be amazing yeah, amazing what, we'll go for a flight then we'll go for a run yeah perfect Perfect. We'll, 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 we'll go for a run. Well, no, actually, let's go for a flight. For, but we'll go, right, that's the route, Pete. There, I'll be like, that looks a bit hilly. No, we're there. What's that? <laughs> you can't do that because up there, everything looks flat. <laughs> it looks fine. 
so final thought then paul is uh, what three things bring you joy oh um flying um are we excluding family right yeah we well, can do I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that family is a given i mean crikey so uh yeah flying uh playing the piano oh, i play the piano as well i love doing that and a cold crisp sunny morning lovely lovely paul thank you so much it's been a pleasure chatting to you and you're right we are i can feel brother from another mother (laughs) and uh i'm gonna carry on talking with you offline but anyway we'll say bye for now mate bye bye bye. (laughs) thank you so much for listening to laughter and positivity with pete to access today's show notes and exclusive content please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast Be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. (laughs) 